This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Blinkist. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Go to Blinkist.com slash Nomeet to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Nomeet to get started. This episode is also brought to you by Vistro. Vistro is a nationwide 100% plant-based meal delivery service. Visit TryVistro.com. That's T-R-Y-V-E-E-S-T-R-O dot com slash N-M-A to try the six most popular meals for just $49. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling good. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good, too. <laughs> good. I'm glad. <laughs> is that I, uh, fall weather? Is that what it is, Doug? Octoberfest are you, are you kidding, man? It's not fall weather. It's been like 85 all week. Yeah, that's true. But the leaves are falling off the trees. The Looks leaves like are starting weather. to change, but yeah, I mean, that's exciting. I don't know. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling stronger. Training's come, picking up and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, the, and the Nats, the Nats won their wild card game last night. So that's big. Oh man, I'm totally tuned out of baseball. I, I should get in. I always like, as much as I'm not a baseball fan anymore, I, I do enjoy the postseason and I need to, need to. Make it a point to do that. Well, I expect us to keep the tradition alive of, of going to watch a Nats game. At going a, to watch a Nats bar. loss. At, uh, <laughs> yeah. At, <laughs> they always lose every time we watch them. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to do that. Yeah. No, last night last night was a very exciting game. So I'm just like jazzed on sports. I'm jazzed on yeah. athletics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what uh, like Frisbee golf or whatever? Disc golf, I mean? It's not Frisbee golf. Man. Actually, I am jazzed on disc golf right now because the... U.S. World National Tour Championship uh, is is starting up today, firing up today. So I look forward to following along with that. Right, sure. So, good. yeah, life is good, man. And uh, and uh, I I went and saw the Game Changers movie. You did. I was. Well, you talked about that. Um, where did you, was that? You see that in Carolina? I did. I saw it at the Carolina Theater. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Which how, is how a great it? little theater. It with is a nice theater. Reclining chairs and beer and all that beer. stuff. Yep. Um. It was cool, man. It, so they had two, it was, you know, all right, so I, I knew they, they played it in theaters nationwide for one day only, I think. Right. Um, and, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. I looked to see if there were anywhere, if it was playing anywhere in, in Asheville. And sure enough, it was playing in like three different theaters. I was like, oh, that's great. Um, should try to find somebody to go with. And you were out of town. So I asked around and got to talk to a buddy and he decided to come along and, um, Right, you know, that afternoon I just went to look and make, confirm the times and saw that, like, all but one showing and, and all of the showings in Asheville, and there were six, all but one of them was already sold out. Wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of hype. So, but we, we got our tickets and sat in a sold out theater and watched, uh, watched Game Changers. The hype machine for that movie has been working for about five years. Because <laughs> I think five summers ago it was coming out and then. Suddenly it wasn't, and then the next summer it was, and then it just it just pushed. Which you know isn't a bad move because they it yeah. seems like they waited until the best time to do it. Now that everything is, all the vegan burgers are hitting and everything, right? So I don't know. Maybe just the longer you push it off, the better because veganism just seems to be trending upward. So that's good. Yeah. But how was it? You liked it? I thought it was. I thought it was great. You know, it wasn't like uh, you know for us it wasn't anything mind blowing. Um, just because we already know, we already yeah, because you already know it. But mm-hmm. um, it was super well done. I loved the you know how it focused primarily on on fitness and 
mm-hmm. you know, how the plant-based diet can help in that regard. Um, they did go a little bit down the kind of ethical and the environmental route for about 10 minutes. And I was surprised by that, um, mm-hmm. that they did that at all, but you know, but it was good. They did it well. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was neat that you could tell was, there was a lot of money behind it and it was well done. And, you know, it was awesome to see Arnold Schwarzenegger up there and then some friends like Nimai and Scott Jurek and I don't know, just a bunch of, bunch of people who we have talked to several doctors yeah. that we've talked to on, on this yep. podcast. So I don't know. That was, that was, it was just really cool to see that. And, um, People were clapping along and laughing, and it was great. Cool. That's really good. I saw on Twitter, and this is unconfirmed, so this could be fake news that I'm spreading, okay. uh, that it pre-sold more, um, it pre-sold more, it had more pre-sales on iTunes than any movie in history. Hmm. Wow. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, these, you know, what, what can we say? It may be true, right. may not be true, but if it is, good. Yeah, Wonderful. that's cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Was it? So I did. Uh, that was a long time ago. This was maybe five years ago. And seriously, mm-hmm. this is how old, this is how long ago people were talking about game changers. Uh, I think it was 2014, and I flew up to New York. Somebody flew me up there to do an interview and do a little footage B-roll kind of stuff for a. I don't. I don't know if it was a competing documentary, but it was just a, another plant-based athlete documentary that was happening. Yep. And one of their things was they said game changers. Uh, is all about men, and it sort of has this macho kind of sexism thing to it, and we're doing something really different. So I, I don't think, I think this thing completely fizzled out. I mean, I flew up to New York and did that, but I think uh, th- it got abandoned, is my sense, because I've never heard anything from them. But I wondered if Game Changers had, had addressed that, because is it, is it, did it, did you get that vibe from it? You're someone who's sensitive to that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I wasn't looking for that. Um mm-hmm. But and there were plenty of women that they featured. There were, you know, some track stars and cycling stars. Mm-hmm. And there, were, there were plenty of women featured. So, I, you know, I wouldn't feel that way. But I mean, but like this whole, the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, men eat meat, you know, and I was a meathead and I ate all this meat. Like, right. there was a little bit of that. You but they know, were but, debunking that, right? Right, exactly. Totally, right. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, no, I, I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah. I wonder if once, uh, as it started to get, because like, this was so long ago, I think maybe maybe that was the initial movie and i don't know if, if there were people were seeing little screeners of it or what but maybe as as they started to bring on james cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they got this more mainstream involvement maybe they said we need to we need to clean this up and make sure it's good for everybody mm-hmm. i don't know yeah no i, okay, I thought good. i thought it was great and and actually so uh and i'm gonna um this friend has been listening to the podcast since going to see oh, game yeah? changers yeah wow. um but uh it actually you know so Somebody who I would say is sensitive to nutrition didn't eat a ton of meat, but certainly not any a vegetarian or a vegan. Uh, and he's like super into it now. He's like been doing a bunch of research on his own, and Game Changers really kind of got planted the bug in his ear. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's awesome. If we can do that for more people, that's it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just so funny compared to ten years ago when we kind of got started with this. It's like it's fantasy world now. How much? Just how many mainstream things there are, and how many people get exposed to these ideas when it was. Just I, I mean, and even ten years ago, it was it was way better apparently than it was in the '90s and the '80s. Mm-hmm. So just it's just cool. Glad to see it. Always happy to see this stuff spreading. Of course, absolutely. All right. Well, we got an episode. Get, we have an episode. <laughs> we have a topic, <laughs> and we have a backstory of the topic. Oh, sort of. We were going to do a <laughs> tools do. episode. A tools uh-huh. for productivity. Uh. Yeah, we said tools for productivity. It was our first thing. 
Mm-hmm. And then we said, well, t- we could do tools for cooking, tools for whatever. And I realized I didn't really have any tools. And I don't know if you do not either. And I don't mean I don't have any. But I started thinking, okay, I'll just go through like all the productivity, you know, hacks and things and apps and all these things I use. And I just don't have any. I, I, as I told you, I was going to do like meditation cushion as one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't, whatever else I said, that just boring the coffee, right? <laughs> That's my productivity <laughs> hack. <laughs> Drink a fresh, freshly brewed cup of coffee in the morning. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, which is interesting because I did used to have these things, and I really have just kind of, I don't know. It's one theme of my life in the past probably five years has been stripping things away, simplifying, letting go, whatever you want to call it. And, th- and that goes for like physical things, like we've talked about many times with the KonMari stuff. Uh, magic of tidying up. I don't know what the episodes mm-hmm. were called, but you know the minimalism idea, and then also, it, you know, with tools and apps, and even so, it kind of has this digital thing. By the way, there's a book called Digital Minimalism that people are into, uh, and even kind of spiritual. You know, the the surrendering, letting go, has obvious implications there. So it's just been something that that I've kind of been on this path, and it, and it occurred to me when I started trying to think of this. Like, I don't have any tools left, and it was it's not like a source of pride where I'm so proud of not having these things it just was like wow I, I really it's interesting to me that my tools now are these things that are uh you know somewhat less interesting as far as podcast topics go so finally doug you said well if we can't think of it in one specific area then let's just do the tools that we use every day that actually simplify our lives because that kind of is along the theme and mm-hmm. i'm talking about myself here but you are also in on the the marie Kondo thing uh also oh, yeah. somewhat minimalistic in your in your you know approach at least to owning things um so I think it's a good fit. I think I think tools that actually simplify rather than tools that kind of serve to just add clutter. Uh, I think that's I think those are good tools. Yes. So that's what uh, we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes. And uh, I'm excited to do them. <laughs> <laughs> good. But before we do, maybe we should uh, we should we have two wonderful sponsors today. Why don't we go ahead and thank our first? Okay. This episode is brought to you by Vistro. Vistro is a nationwide, 100% plant-based meal delivery service. In fact, Vistro is the number one plant-based meal delivery service in America. They're quick and easy. There's no prep work, chopping, or cleaning involved. All Vistro meals can be heated and served so you can enjoy a hot, healthy, and delicious meal whenever you're hungry. Vistro meals have no added preservatives. They use organic ingredients and are fresh frozen for maximum taste and nutrition. They'll keep in the freezer for up to 10 weeks, and since they only serve plant-based meals, they're really good at it, with satisfying meals like country fried chicken, Tuscan calzones, enchilada casserole, red curry, and lots, lots more. Doug, I have zero Vistro meals left in my freezer. because We, we just, too! We destroyed them. I know, we did too. <laughs> they were like, oh my god, they were so handy. Um, I know, we, they, get, they sent us six each, I think it was six, and uh-huh. I thought, this is good, I'm going to have the whole next month, whenever I need to grab a meal in a pinch, I'm just going to get this. Well, yep. three days later, gone. Just Katie, we just housed them. Katie ate the last one last night. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Um, they were they are very good. And you know they talk about being uh, an only they how they only cook plant based meals. I really appreciate that. You know I th- I feel like all the other meal delivery services that maybe have a vegetarian, possibly a vegan option. Um, I just they just can't be as good as a delivery service that's focused one hundred percent on on plant based. Yeah, right. And they are good. They're simple to prepare. Uh, they don't require a microwave. These are the other ones I had. And, but you uh, can microwave them. You can microwave them, for sure. And uh, they actually work, which is nice. Like, some of them was like, put this frozen thing in a pan and leave it on for 15 minutes. And I thought, well, that's not going to work. It's going to burn or something. And it, <laughs> it worked. It just all worked really well, and they were really were good. Great. So, Vistro offers free shipping on all orders. And right now, you can try the six most popular Vistro meals for just $49. 
visit tryvistro.com slash NMA. That's T-R-Y-V-E-E-S-T-R-O.com slash NMA. No commitment, pause or cancel anytime, but you can only get that $49 deal at tryvistro.com slash NMA. All right, Matt, let's get to our, our tools that make our life easier. Okay, let's do it. Uh, I will start us off with a very simple one. Doug, I use uh, a Moleskine notebook every day. I don't know if it's Moleskine or Moleskine. I know it's not actually made of Moleskine, uh, but the brand is that. I use those mm-hmm. with unlined paper. I just like to have Ooh, the... unlined. I like no restrictions on that. I, yeah, I don't know. Lines, it just you can't really do a good brainstorm where you're doing a mind map or a flow mm. chart. You know, the lines mm-hmm. kind of mess that up. And they also kind of, they just sort of box you in. They get you thinking in very linear terms, and I don't like that. So I use one of those. I've tried lots of different sophisticated kind of time management systems and things. Um, but Moleskin notebooks are just, it doesn't have to be Moleskin. Any notebook with with online pages <laughs> would be fine. Uh, I like them because I like using something that I feel like is nice and good and not a not a little spiral bound uh, throwaway thing. So I use those. And then the, the system that I, the productivity system that I actually use in there is, came from uh, Getting Things Done, the David Allen book that a lot of people know. Yep. Um, which is pretty complex. I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's tough to even just get through reading that book, and much less implement it. Um, but I've kept, you know, the very minimal core of it, which is that I always have a list of the projects I'm working on, which is the things that require more than one step to get done. Um, because if I, it just if I don't have it written down, I'll start to stress and think that I'm forgetting things. So I have one list of the projects, and then I have another list that has all of the actions that, like, the single things I need to be doing, um, and those actions typically come from the project. There's one from each, every project should have one next action that is like its next thing I need to do to move that along. And that is that is the extent of my productivity system. I, anything else, anything more complicated, I just tend to rebel against and don't do. I I like it. Um, I also use one of those notebooks. Mine is one of those tiny ones so you can like fit in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Reporter style? Yep. In case you're Reporter on the scene ever. Mine is. Mine, mine in case is you're long. at a golf course and the, and the grass exactly. is wobbling and you want to get a special report on the air? <laughs> no, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, I can I, actually, I'm not going to lie. I have an app that keeps track of all my scores on the disc golf course. But, oh. um, you know, if I needed to keep score or something like that, I could use this little notebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but uh, it's just my to-do list. Like, all I do is just every day um, I keep I add an, have a brand new to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I like crossing them off, and uh, you know I'll transfer something over if I didn't get it done the next the previous day. But yep, that's that. Tim Ferriss uh, recommends having a very small space for your to do list, and it sounds like you were you were doing that because if you have a whole page for your to do list for the day, I, no, I, I just kind of keep a running one that is is one page long. But mm-hmm. he says if you have if you have if you can fit more than like seven items on your thing, then it's gonna it just doesn't really serve the purpose of a daily to do list. So purposely limiting the space i like that idea yeah and on that on that note i'll move on to to mine which i you know it's it's a little bit of a stretch i'm not gonna lie to call this a tool but it's a philosophy maybe how about that um and that is to revert back to unit tasking i think right now the world is trying to get us to do so many things at the exact same time Mm -hmm. and always clamoring for our attention and i for one embraced that for a very long time and um like i remember in my old job i hope none of them are listening i would be doing knowing athlete customer service intertwined with my old work in DC. Um, and, uh, it just, you know, I would just try to do as many things as I could and try to do it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I have found that that is not only 
driving me crazy. Like it's just, it's so hard to get through a day when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but you just make so many more mistakes and that's, that's no good. You never yep. want to, never want to make mistakes. So I have reverted back to try to unitask as much as possible, turning off uh, or silencing my phone, which just buzzed, which is kind of ironic here, but <laughs> um, you know, uh, silencing my, or sleeping my phone, uh, turning off the internet. If I'm writing, um, closing down, we use Slack for an athlete and closing down Slack, doing all, all those channels, all those things that are just always trying to get your attention um, and focus on only on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And that, like that, that goes beyond work too, of course, like hanging out with Eliza, um, yeah. you know, going on a run, like trying not to do a bunch of things while, while I'm doing the things that I need and want to do. Yes. That, I think I learned the lesson mostly when I had, when Holden, our first son or first child was, uh, a baby. I was trying to work because Nomad Athlete was also a baby at the time. And I was trying to just hang out with the family and do work. It had never occurred to me that you couldn't kind of do both of those things at the same time. Right. And uh, it was horrible. And I would just be <laughs> in the most stressed state and I'd be terrible at anything I was trying to do. Um, I don't know. I'm surprised, Doug, that you, that you mentioned that as a kind of a new thing, like reverting back. Because I feel like that has been sort of the way of the world, at least this productivity world, uh, ever since, not to, not to keep bringing up Tim Ferriss, but ever since the four-hour work week came out, Mm-hmm. It was like that. That was the attack on multitasking. And I feel like I see people kind of creeping back into multitasking now in more like targeted, intelligent ways, uh, like listening to podcasts while they do things or, uh, well, that's the big one. Listening to podcasts <laughs> while you run or while you work, like you said you do, which yeah. I can't do. If I try to do that while I work, I can't. I just won't listen to the podcast. I just won't hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, and and so... I mean, you know, this is me, my personal journey, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. that, that's not to say that the world is is converting back to the unitasking, but, um, or the productivity world. But no, I mean, like I, you know, I just, for the longest time, I, you know, tried to do as many things as I possibly could. Yep. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's very accurate. I think, I think like even, even in the time since I sort of swore it off, I myself have gone through these periods where I do more of it and less of it. And uh, I think you're right. I think it's just a personal thing and you, you are, that's where you are right now. Yeah. All right. What, um, what else you got? Well, I think, although I think, uh, I think you're right for the most part. I think unitasking is much better than multitasking. Uh, as someone who is sort of an aspiring minimalist, I think uh, you know items, objects, tools that multitask are mm. one of your best friends. Because I like that. You don't no, want a bunch you, of unit, unitask tools. They're no good. They're no you good. Want, you don't want unitask tools. No, they take mm. up space and they don't. And I guess if you have, if you're a musician and you have your one special thing, your instrument, and that's your thing, it only does that. That's good. You didn't use your guitar as your uh, as your coffee table, also probably. <laughs> uh, but I use uh, the Breville Smart Oven Air, which I've talked about before as my air fryer. That thing does so many different jobs. It is our microwave, basically. Uh, every now and then, I'll, I will do the job of a microwave with a pot and pan. But it will, it's what I usually use to reheat food. Uh, it's a toaster. It's an oven. It's an air fryer. It just does all these really good things. It's not that cheap. It was not a cheap item. But uh, it seems like it just takes up not very much room for all the things it does. In fact, it could be your oven if you just didn't have an oven for some reason or live in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one multitasking item that I have in the kitchen. Uh, and while on the topic, another one I use every single day is the Blendtec. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any allegiance to that particular brand. I think any high-speed blender that doesn't break is good. Oh, you can't say that. You used to give me so much crap for, for being a Vitamix <laughs> guy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I've matured. I don't, I don't care anymore. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I think uh, I think you need to get. I think you need to have one of those if you wanna. If you wanna. 
If you want to be a successful vegan, you have to have a <laughs> exactly. high power vegan. You don't have to, but if you want to be someone who makes a lot of your own stuff and grinds your own flowers and... It makes it all a lot easier. It sure yeah. does. Mm-hmm. They're super loud, though. So get yeah. some good earplugs, too. Yeah. yeah. Eli- um, yeah Eliza loves I- making smoothies we put on her her ear, pl- her, her, uh, <laughs> ear protector things. <laughs> yeah. They make a Blendtec that has a big casing over it. Now it's a giant, but uh, you can use that if you want, don't want the noise. Yeah. No, thanks. So anyway, those are my uh, those are my two multi multitasking kitchen items. I, I got a I got a a kitchen item here. Okay. Um, and it's not multitasking, but so we're both coffee guys. Mm-hmm. Fair to say, right? Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we like our coffee. Tools. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. We 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 like coffee. We like good coffee. Um, and I I I can't speak for you entirely, but I I think this is probably accurate at least it was at some point that you basically had uh or i have uh every coffee way to make coffee imaginable yeah, right too. you know like uh i have a drip one for if a bunch of people come over or if someone uh if if i need it for whatever reason um i have a pour over and a and a press uh, what do they call them aeropress mm-hmm. and uh and uh oh shoot you got a soft brew I don't have a soft brew. I had French press. Uh-huh. I got a French press. You know, I even at one point in my life had a had an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all those things. Well, I have put in a I put everything in a box except uh-huh. for the for an insulated uh, French press, which is my new best friend. I, I, it's not my favorite way to make coffee, yeah. but it's it's easy, and I love that this is insulated, and so then I can make like half of a French press, which is like a cup and a half. Mm-hmm. Um and insulate it and bring it with me out to my office and then I can just sip on that all morning mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's great I don't have to make another set of coffee I don't have to worry about all these different tools it's one thing to clean it's great and do you does it just let the coffee sit on the uh, on the grounds yeah I mean so obviously it? you're pushing the grounds down you're kind of right keeping them down but yeah it it sits and it actually doesn't change that much over time yeah. Like that's, over uh, yeah, the, that's what over, you read that you shouldn't. And that, that's the whole thing behind this soft brew is that it, you sort of immerse the ground and then you remove them via this little basket mm-hmm. that gets them away from the French press. Uh, but hmm. yeah, I've, I've in the past used a French press mug before, which has seemed a little bit excessive to be carrying around a mug that is a French press. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. I, so I think it's good. I think uh, I love the idea of putting those things in a box. That's, that's one of my areas, that and books. So book, I have a lot of books and don't seem to get rid of them very easily. And I also have all these coffee-making methods that I just don't need them all, and I don't use them all. The only one I use is actually one on my list, which is the Chemex, the mini three-cup Chemex, mm-hmm. which is just that glass thing. They they describe it as a work of art in itself, uh, that you have to fold the filter up for the mini one in this strange way, but it's kind of, you know, like a ritual. I like that. I In fact, I had this listed because one of my—I I think that as, as a thing that simplifies, and it doesn't— I got rid of the drip coffee maker, the big appliance on the counter, uh, and I was happy with that. And I, I like doing the little ritual. I only have one cup a day, so that's really all I need. Or if I want to have two, it's kind of the exception. It requires extra work, and that way I'll tend to drink somewhat less coffee if I do that. So I have that one, but that is definitely something that I need to do. I need to put those supplies in a box and get them out of yeah, you know, the high use. You don't area. have to get rid of them. And, right. and or maybe you keep them in the box for a little while and then you realize you're never using yeah, them and, right. and then you get rid of them. Right, yeah. Um, so that's been that's been good for me. Good. Like it. 
All right, I mentioned books, so I'm going to mention uh, one of the products that I've mentioned on this podcast the most number of times, Ooh. Kindle Paperwhite. <laughs> just makes my holiday gift guide every year. Oh, man, every one of our like <laughs> gift guides and tool guides. It's always on there. It's, my, it's like <laughs> coffee maker and my <laughs> Kindle White. That's I mean that's that is my life now. I just don't have I just don't have new things. I just have I just have the, the timeless things that last. Mm. And uh, love that thing. Just I mean, like I said, I have I still have a lot of books, but I have gotten better and better at at ditching them, thinking. If I ever really needed this book again, I could just buy it on the Kindle or I could get the sample on the Kindle and, you know, I, I might spend a little more money, but then I would have, it wouldn't, wouldn't, I still have access to the book. I just wouldn't have it taking up space anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to move things to that and still like it. Although I think I need to upgrade mine. It's, it's old. You know, okay. I'm not going to go down that tangent. Blinkist? <laughs> yeah, we should do Blinkist. <laughs> if you, why, why, why do you need a Kindle? <laughs> When you can have Blinkist. All right. Tell us about Blinkist, Doug. <laughs> this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio was brought to you by Blinkist. Matt, let me tell you about my favorite new app. As you know, with kids, work, and training, it's hard to find time to do the reading that I want, which usually means, regrettably, I don't ever do it at all. That's where Blinkist comes in. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can listen to on the go, or read uh, on the screen. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, self-help, business, health, and history books. Matt, you want to know what my my latest listen was? What, Doug? How to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. Mm. Have you heard about that book? I have heard about that. I haven't heard of the second part. I don't remember the listen so kids will talk, but I like that part. Yeah, my kids don't talk about their day. They they say they <laughs> tell you nothing about what happened in the day. Ah. Uh. Well, you need to listen to this Blinkist. <laughs> it uh, it was great. It was like it just uh, it was like fifteen minutes. I could get a general idea of what, of what uh, what the ideas were, mm-hmm. and you know, feel like I already started implementing it. I went home. I listened to it while I was out on a run. Speaking of multitasking, and um, got home and was crazy excited to talk to Katie about everything I learned. Wow, good. Yeah, and up next, I'm looking at my my library here. Up next is Unlearning by Scott Young. Have you read that one? Yeah, I know him. He's a buddy of ours. He came to an NMA meetup in uh, oh, South yeah. by Southwest. Yeah, that book is on my reading list. I may not read it with Blinkist. Oh, well, there you go. Perfect. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer for just for the Nomad Athlete audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Nomeat to try it free for seven days and save 25% on your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash no meat one word to start your free trial your free seven day trial and save 25 percent. all right doug we're in the home stretch here i only have two more things oh how many do you have mm, four but i think i can power through them pretty quickly okay you go first all right i'm gonna do two here all right uh one of them is you know, in the same vein as Blinkist, I uh, we I talked last week about how I listen to a lot of podcasts while at work when I'm doing tasks that uh, don't require a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and part of that is like I, I listen to the news a lot, um, but I just you know with the in the fast paced news world these days, especially with everything going on with these impeachment inquiries and and all that, um, I, I just know all about that stuff. <laughs> as I know you've been following it very closely. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like I genuinely wake up and I'm I am like excited to hear what happened overnight or get mm-hmm. caught up with what happened. Right. Um, is that a good and, thing or is that a is that a sign that you, it's hooked you in? It's become a soap opera. I mean, it's probably a little bit of that, but also I'm just uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad so thing. Like what a becomes bit. a bad thing? What what's a bad thing is when I'm I you know because I'm I'm at eat breakfast with my family and then I walk out to my office and I usually turn the news on while I'm kind of getting situated and then instead of like diving into a project oftentimes I'm just kind of like listening to the news and uh-huh. like delaying the, the work that actually requires yeah. me to think yeah. so so my my tool is NPR's up first which is like essentially a blankist or a 10 minute kind of roundup of of the news you need to know that you can listen to in about 10 minutes gotcha and Good. then I can dive in and then, I, then I feel satisfied and I can dive into the rest of it so a free competitor of our advertiser. No, no, no not at all. <laughs> it's not a competitor at all. It's your, it's your daily news. Uh, um, yeah, no, your daily okay. news. No, not, I get it. Not, not I, I mean, a great example. I, that's, so I, I have no interest in the news, really, but uh, Blinkist would totally be into it. So that, there you go. That's why it's uh, not a competitor. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not at all a competitor. Good. Um, all right. Uh, so my next one is is a no brainer for most people who are listening to this podcast who are also athletes, and that is um, Strava. You know, and this is not a revolutionary tool, but it ha- really has changed the way I can interpret my runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people use Strava for the like social aspect, where you can like get people thumbs ups and comment and kind of follow other people's training. And that's cool. Um, nothing against that. That's are there like not Strava how... influencers who like dominate and like get paid for sponsored <laughs> posts and things. Sponsored uh, ones. There could be, I'm not going to say there aren't. There are definitely, you know, I mean, famous athletes have uh-huh. you know, lots and lots of followers. Right. Um, but I haven't heard about that. I haven't actually heard of it becoming something that you could monetize. Um, Maybe we've got to figure that piece out. No, just really? um, <laughs> no, but uh, but it has. It's it's just a really good place to like look at all your your runs and or your workouts in a like one complete way. You know, it's it's replaced the the uh, pen to paper training tracker mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. which I you know which I was a firm believer in for a long time and used uh, exclusively like well past when it was trendy to do that. Um, right. right. <laughs> because I, cause it, it just seemed good to have it all in one place, but now it's so much easier to search and like kind of really dive into the numbers of your, of your runs and your paces and your splits and see how you, uh, how you progress over a, the exact same hill over the cross of your course of your training program. And, um, I don't know, yeah. things like that, like that, that, that kind of stuff has just been really valuable to me. So it's a tool that if you're not into, or if you don't use it for, what all of its c- c- capabilities, then I recommend mm-hmm. you get into that. Is there anything, Doug, whose whose analog version is actually better than the digital replacement <laughs> for it? I mean, everyone likes to cling to something, and then mm-hmm. it's just older and older people who are clinging to things, and then five years later, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> is anything left that is better, or can we just finally say digital things are better? Uh. I, know, I know you hate to say it, but... You know, so here here's the problem with digital things. That's a great question. We could do a whole podcast on this. <laughs> Maybe we should have done that instead. <laughs> um, here's the, here's the problem that I have with certain digital things, like even even ones that I really like, like Headspace, which uh, was on my on my list here as a possible one to to do if we had done the productivity one, uh, or even like to do lists, you know, apps and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is that because of the way they work, they're always 
clamoring for your attention. So they'll like send notifications and do all these things that end up distracting you from other things because you, you know, like all these things are just pushing notifications out of you. So if you can turn all that stuff off or turn it off in a way that um, only sends you the notifications that you need, uh, then I think that they're better. But the problem is that they're all competing to get your attention. And that's when I think that they're actually not. I think that is a huge thing. I think that is super important. And uh, I think we're at an awkward time where that's, we haven't figured out yet how to, how to make things so that we still can be good humans uh, while also making use of these good technologies. You want to know my, my, my rule when it comes to new apps? Sure. And you're not a, you're not a big uh, smartphone guy, but I do have a lot of apps. I have a couple apps on my smartphone. Not too many. I always, when I, when I set it up, I always turn off notifications immediately. Got to do that. You got to do it. And then if there's some sort of notification that you feel like you need, then, then you can you go back and turn on that individual one. But Definitely. start off, start with them all off, and then you don't know what you're... And it prompts you, right? doesn't say it would like you send your notifications, and you can say no right away. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. like there's a default. Yes, it's just you, you have to answer the question at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Always say no. I'm going to mention Tim Ferriss for a third time this episode. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> on his podcast recently was uh, Tristan Harris, who is the founder of the uh, Center for Humane Technology. Mm-hmm. Time well spent, that movement. I'm actually on their email list. And uh, their whole thing is about just how, how, you know, just this just this battle for our attention and how things are just more and more addictive and something needs to be done about it. Anyway, he was just on Tim Ferriss' podcast. I have not listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's good. And that is on one of my uh, one of my lists to listen to. All right. Good one. What else you got? Okay. I have uh, a pretty basic one here, a standing desk. I've used hmm. a Veridesk for the past, uh, I don't know, five years. And... On and off, different periods to go through. Recently, I've been great at using it. The only time I don't use it actually is when I record a podcast because my microphone won't uh, reach up to to mouth level from standing. You know, that's a pretty simple fix. Probably three dollars on Amazon and get a new cord. It's a cord problem. Well, I don't know how you're it's set the, up. No, it's but... the table. It's the table and the boom stand. Oh, it's the boom stand. Yeah, which you installed. Doug. You, you didn't put it high enough. <laughs> Why don't you put it on the Veridesk? I don't know if it will work on that. I guess it might. That's a good idea. Yeah. Simple fix. Well, I should. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, of default behaviors, what I the key the key to getting me to use my standing desk is if if I have put it down by the end of the workday, which sometimes I do if I get tired of it. Uh, and like I've said before, if I'm working on a hard project that I'm just like procrastinating. I found that one of the things that makes me procrastinate is the standing up factor. If I can just sit down, I can just sort of settle in and do it. So anyway, mm-hmm. end of the day, I might be doing that. But I put it back up before the next morning. Because if I show up at the seated desk, it's hard for me to put it up. Mm. But if it's up at the beginning, and I'm just going to stand and I'll forget that I'm standing for the first three hours of the day. So anyway, I really like a very desk. It's, but, and what's, what is the tool about it? What's a nice, simple tool about it is that it does go up and down very, very simply. Mm-hmm. I and like probably, it. probably better now than mine. Mine's old. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I, got one, I have a two for one that's next, but that's uh, one topic. So I, you go, you still have two or something? Uh, I think I'm just going to do one more. Okay, give me one, one more each. And this is also not really a tool, but more of a, a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that is uh, scheduled on the calendar, on the shared calendar with my wife, scheduled Ooh. Doug time every day. I like that. Mm-hmm. Your time together is called Doug time? No, 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 no. This is alone time. <laughs> no, opposite. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> opposite of opposite of time together. Which we do have scheduled time together, but not not. Uh... Okay, I thought that's where you were going. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, this is for this is for me to either get a run done or um, do a project that 
you know, I wanted to do or meditate or whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, so, you know, lots of times it's like, well, I was at school or, you know, sometime when it's like not inconvenient to the family, maybe like it's early in the morning, you know, it depends on the day, um, but scheduled on the calendar time when, uh, when I can do what I need to do. Yeah. That's good. I think that's very good. I think a lot of people could benefit from scheduling their own time, uh, even if just using that time to think, to not do anything else, because mm-hmm. it's super important. Uh, I th- You've thought of this before. You've had some good ideas for me that I have not implemented, like having a Sunday afternoon or some weekly time that you sort of share where your your spouse will do one thing and you'll and you'll watch the kids, and then mm-hmm. then you switch off at some other time. That's a great idea, which I have not fully Yeah, used. We, we still do that. A monthly day to, to yourself, basically. Mm. That's a great idea. I should do that. A monthly guilt-free day. Uh, and I also think the scheduled time with your with your partner is nice because oh we, yeah, that's totally. Just so easy to do. Especially I don't, with yeah. <laughs> I don't want to imply that I only schedule time <laughs> to be by myself. I'm gonna schedule time with Aaron. That's all about me. It's called Matt time, and it's just we just talk about me. <laughs> we, just, we just talk about how great I am. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like that idea. All right, my last one. Uh, combination: weighted blanket and blackout curtains. Hmm. Not everybody likes a weighted blanket. It's kind of strange. It's really heavy. Um, mine's 15 pounds, which honestly I could have gotten maybe 10 pounds and been better off. But if I'm not sleeping well and I put that on, it just helps me so much. And the blackout curtains, it's just one of those things. It's just you don't realize how much light's coming in your room. I mean, potentially. I didn't. And how what a difference it makes to have a mm-hmm. pitch black room. And it's like, the sleep, it seems to lend itself well. Like, yes, there are some habits you can do with sleep that make it better. But you, you can just buy a couple things or just even just rig up a couple things. And suddenly you can start sleeping better. So that's that's a huge one. So if you were to go back and listen to the months-long quest for Matt's better sleep, that's kind of the con- the conclusion you've come to? Well, the Black- real conclusion is throw away the ring. Get rid of the cursed ring <laughs> that is tracking your sleep. That was That's yeah. what was really killing me. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, yes, those things. And then eating some peanut butter before bed, I think, mm. really. Maybe placebo, I don't know, but it's been super effective. I got one bonus one. I didn't do any apps or electronic... Uh, yeah, apps. Uh, but here's my... I've mentioned this before, and I love this one. Go on YouTube and search for coffee house background noise. Oh, yeah. And it just sounds like you're out and about, and you hear these conversations, and you feel like you get to know the people over the course of the hour, and it's just fun. I just like those. But don't read the comments, right? No, the comments are... Comment, I mean, the comments on those are actually pretty funny. I hate YouTube comments. Those are good. I think. I think, yeah... I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast. I don't think we did. I think it was just Doug and Matt time. Um, when you were saying, like, they, they point out things that people say at certain <laughs> yeah, times, and then exactly. you just start, like, listening for it. And they make up, like, stories about what might be going on. And, like, someone said this, like, a clown enters the coffee house and honks his nose. But it's just somebody's chair just squeaks on the floor. And it sounds like a nose. <laughs> but yeah, and it kind of it takes away from the uh, being able to do your work while you just listen to it. You start looking at the timestamps and things. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good. We've gone on too long, Doug, I think. Longer than we intended. (laughs) The story of this podcast. All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, thanks, everybody. Yep. Thank you for listening, as always. (laughs) Hope you learned or hope you got a tool that you can implement into your life. Exactly. We gave about 15 good tools there. All to simplify your life. No fluff. (laughs) No fluff. All right. All right. Talk to you later, Matt. Go go Nats. Okay. Go Nats. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)